0: We are I As I sit here on this rainy Monday morning reflecting back on the weekend and, you know, just how lucky and privileged that I am that these opportunities come my way to be able to go, you know, hunting in the Okanagan. And I think like how many people in this world, you know, want to go hunting in the Okanagan? How many people in BC and Alberta, you know, across Canada, maybe into the United States want to go white-tailed deer hunting in the Okanagan or elk hunting in the Okanagan? This is some of the most rich and fertile lands like in BC especially for you know our animal populations and any hunting enthusiast and you know big game and small game you know meat lover this is the place where you want to be like this is great you know and I get an impromptu hunting trip again to the the Okanagan this the second time I've got a chance to go to the Okanagan and go hunting this year and you know I I'm up there and I'm I'm sitting out in the middle of nowhere on Saturday morning. Or was it Friday morning? No, it was Saturday morning. Sitting out there on Saturday morning, you know, about 22 kilometers down an FSR road. And I'm sitting by this cut block that I know is there, but I can't really see it. don't know what the topography is like could tell that it's was recently cut so it's a, a good opportunity to be able to see something walking through or you know maybe even like walking down the road so you know I get there a good hour and a half hour and 45 minutes before it starts to get light outside because you know I want my presence to be settled you know because it was also cool that morning you know and I could look as I was driving up there and you know like there was fog, just dense, dense fog when I was down in the river valley. And then as I climbed up through the altitude it was, you know, zero and then minus one and then minus two. And you know, I could see the frost forming on the ground or the frost that had been formed. So I knew it was cold. And this is the first frost that I've seen this year. And the past weekend was the first time that it snowed at some of the higher elevations as well. So I knew that the, the warm engine, like that's a smell. I know that warm engine could be smelt from, you know, a long distance, especially to the bears and especially to the deers. But, you know, the bears, you know, they definitely could smell me coming, even though that the car isn't noisy itself. And I was only doing maybe about 20, 30 kilometers down this road. And, you know, I was trying to be as stealthy as possible, but you still have lights on and you still have this smell that's emitting from your car. And then as I park and I sit and I want that engine to cool down and have enough time to be able to cool down where, you know, something might come venturing back. And right before I shut off the car, I make sure that I, I roll down the windows because that's the last thing that you want to do. When you're sitting there, if you do see something is having to start your car and then the lights come on and the, you know, bells are whistling and the, you know, things are chiming and dinging. Then you have to try to roll down your window all those things happen and you want to be well before all that. But as soon as you grab your finger, put your finger on that little toggle switch, and you start to roll down that window and that cool breeze starts to rush inside the car. You're like, damn, I gotta sit here for the next couple hours with this window rolled down with no real way of keeping warm except for the clothes on my body. And I definitely can't roll this window up. And it's like, Man, this is where technology fails us is in moments like this. Because I remember when I was young and hunting and you had those rolled down windows, you, know, you grabbed onto that crank and you just started rolling and rolling and rolling nice and slow, real slow. You know, and then once you cracked, you grabbed the top of that glass and you, you held that glass and you turned that dial and you just slowly rolled that window down, making sure it doesn't make a peep so you could sit there with the windows rolled up. You know, although there wasn't the heat that was coming out of the vents anymore because the engine has been turned off. And even if you did turn it on, it's so cold now that it would just be pumping that air in straight from outside. But at least you could use your your own body heat, your breath to be able to keep the car warm. You know, but you'd always have to crack the window a little bit because then the windows would start to fog up and you wouldn't even be able to see anything even if it was walking right in front of you. You know, but at least you didn't have to have the window rolled down the whole way. And that's the way that I had to sit there. So it's basically like you're sitting outside the whole time. And anybody that's hunted knows that the the minute that you start to move and shimmy and this and that, then a stick breaks and this bumps and your pack scrapes against something. All this noise that you don't want to make. But, you know, the paralyzing cold sets in. When you first start to feel it in your toes and your fingertips and you know when that happens, that is a really slippery slope you know, moving down and through your body, through your extremities, and you know that the cold is about to set in. So you try not to think about it, but you know that it's coming. Even though that you have some nice, real good, heavy-duty wool socks on underneath your boots, even though you have gloves on and you have a buff and a toque and, you know, multiple layers on to be able to keep you warm, you know that it's inevitable sitting there not moving perfectly still so you don't make any noise That's going to happen. And so I'm sitting there in the car and, I'm looking out and I just, I'm awestruck. Even though I can't see anything, I know what my eyes are going to see once that daylight comes. I know the feast that's going to be before my eyes of the beautiful colors of autumn. All the yellows from the day before that I seen all the oranges and the browns and the golds and the deep, deep reds. And I sit there and think like, this is this is just as much of a gift as it is that if I see an animal standing here on this road or in this cut block, then I start to feel the the coolness on my chin. And for anybody who's spent any time outside, you know whether you're hunting or fishing or chopping wood or you're just going for a walk, or a bike ride, and you feel that coolness bestow upon your chin, and you know that it's chilly. That's like always the first sign of you know when it's a little bit chilly outside is when the chin gets cold, and then you breathe in too quickly through your nose and you feel that blast of cold air going into your sinuses and if it's just cold enough you can get your nostrils to stick together which used to always be that game when we were kids. I sit out here and I look out at this vast empty space that's before me and it's so dark that I can't see anything but I have all these wonderful memories that you know flow through my mind. You know then I start to go through all these beautiful memories of hunting with my dad and you know being in southern alberta and just being like a flat sheet of paper do you know those deer are there but you have to get there hours before hours before daylight is you know 3 three thirty in the morning and my dad would drop me off and he said okay son you know now you got to spend the next two hours belly crawling across this field because you need to get to this point right here you need to get to this point before sunrise but half an hour before sunrise so you can get settled and those you're not moving around and those you will still be there and all you have to do is take a shot you know and it'd be minus 25 minus 30 you have your little pocket warmers these little red things that used to flip open and stick these little like coal sticks or flint sticks. I don't even really know what they were but you'd you'd heat them up and get them glowing red hot and you'd close this case and it'd be warm and you'd stick it inside your your jacket and then whenever your hands got really cold you could pull it out and wrap your hands around it and it was just your savior in that moment. When you would nestle yourself down into this snow just a little bit more so that that Cool southern Alberta breeze would flow right over top of you instead of cutting through you like a knife. So man, that, that that air is cold. You know, now sitting in this car, not only do I feel my my chin getting a little cold, but I can feel my earlobes getting a little cold as well. It's that welcomed feeling, is that welcome feeling is now flooding all these beautiful memories back into my mind that I can I can bask in the glory of these memories, knowing that I have them. And this is the reason why, you know, 30 years later. You know, being a thirty-nine year old man, I'm still sitting up here by myself, you know, twenty-two kilometers back into the into the backcountry down an FSR road with nobody else around. That's why I'm still sitting here creating more of those memories today. There are so many elements of this hunting trip that were memorable, even though that I only seen a black bear for a split second as it ran across the road, and I didn't even get a chance to do anything except for just have that split second of a thought of like, hey, there's a bear. And that's it. And it was gone. Seen a couple does, which is great. Seen more grouse than what I could count. Seen a skunk. Seen this, seen that. But didn't see that one thing that I needed and didn't get an opportunity to try to harvest it. You know, but the one thing that it did give me, it gave me a weekend of creating so many memories with family. It gave me a weekend of great meals and intense laughs and you know just filling the bucket so that I can look back and again when I'm sitting in front of that campfire I can be the one telling all the stories if I just want to open my mouth but the one thing that I realize no matter how many stories I have to tell I would rather listen to somebody else tell stories because I just I love seeing the enthusiasm on people's faces I love asking some questions and let somebody's mind just run with it. And I, I love the opportunity to be able to do so. So a little bit of reflection here on this rainy Monday morning, you know, at 11, 1130. It's just, it's a privilege and it's an honor to be able to live life, creating those moments and having people in my life to be able to share them with and having opportunities with family, opportunities with friends and just opportunities to be able to live life how I feel that life should be lived.